Welcome to Church and Other Jugs. My name is Jed. How is everybody doing out there? I am doing pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I got two really good episodes. Uh, the one today and then the one next week. I had a ton of fun. Today we are talking to Joey Svensson. Uh, you know him from formerly Bad Christian. Um, recently, Pastor with No Answers and now... Uh, Pastor with no answers is kind of shifting to a, a different, um, a different sort of podcast of which I will be doing uh, segments on there. I think one of the things I'm going to be doing is uh, little five to ten minute snippets about drugs, everything maybe you wanted to know about specific drugs and experiences. So that should be real fun. I think today I'm going to talk about crack. So that's what I'm going to do after this is. Uh, talk about what crack is like. If you, you know, if you've ever wondered why everyone says, uh, man, these Snickers bars are like crack to me, I will tell you what, uh, what they mean by that. Uh, spoiler alert, Snickers, Snickers craving is not the same as smoking crack. I'll just, I'll just go ahead and spoiler alert right now. Um, let's see. Oh, and then next week, uh, uh. Dr. Matthew Halstead. Dude, this guy was so cool. Um, he is a learned man of science, a doctor. And uh, he is all into um, studying the UFO phenomenon, UAP phenomenon, whatever it's called now. So we have a really cool talk about um, what that... He's also, you know, he's a um, doctor uh, at a theological seminary. So it's, you know, it's from a Christian framework Um but it's very cool, and I learned stuff that I did not know. Um, but the conversation with Joey today, also, there's like one, I'll see if you can guess it, but there was one thing that Joey said that literally flooded my mind with relief. Uh, and I've been thinking about it ever since he said it. It's like the, the simplest thing, um, like a theological concept that I was like, oh man, that might be right and if that's right then like everything is okay uh it was just super super cool so i'll let you figure out um when that is oh wow uh our old friend john is calling right now let's try this hey dude you are you are live on the air with church and other drugs i'm recording my intro (laughs) what's hopping to say hey i got you Say hey to the congregation that you abandoned. Hey, um, I've moved on to bigger and better. I don't miss you. Um, although I do hope you guys are doing well, you know, on your own path and journey. Uh, listen to John's podcast, I Suck Big Ass, um, wherever you listen to podcasts. That's right. That's right. I'll call you back in a second. Anything can happen, people. It's a live show. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So enjoy the episode with Joey. Send me an email at churchandotherdrugs at gmail dot com, storefrontier dot com slash churchandotherdrugs, and patreon dot com slash churchandotherdrugs. I'm probably gonna be posting the content that I make, um, because the uh, password and answer answers stuff is gonna be paywall protected. Paywall. That sounds awful. Uh, it's like a Patreon private feed thing. So I will probably be offering all that content for my patrons as well so be on the lookout for that and we will see y'all next week good to go mm-hmm. you're always good to go yeah i just took a uh i just took my sociology exam oh yeah sociology yeah. Mm-hmm. that's that's kind of the study of groups of people 
when it comes to like their behaviors, correct? Very Where good. psychology Very would be individuals, sociology would be groups of people. Yep. Hell, like, yeah, I retain some information. Nailed it, bro. I actually retain a lot of information. Priscilla's pretty impressed. I'm pretty impressed with myself. I, I, I've retained a lot, but I was also the mnemonics king. Like there would be tests in the education department at Winthrop. And I knew that, hey, this is not really going to benefit me that much. So I just used mnemonic devices, knocked the test out, and then all the stuff just left. Yeah, that really- dude, that's, that's, uh, well, so I, I kind of have the, the same thing where I realized like I can retain, but like, this is kind of my issue. I don't like, I can retain, I cannot grasp everything necessarily. Like I can regurgitate, I can retain, I can recite, but as far as, it. yeah, as far as like learning and being able to manipulate and all that, that's where I struggle. And that's, you know, this is my college experience going back as a 35 year old. So it's like way different and just kind of dissecting the college experience as a whole. And especially nowadays, it's like, dude, most of it is just, I just have to teach myself like, okay, I guess that's what college is now. It's just a lot (laughs) of like stuff online and they're just like, yep, here's the Here's this. Just go read that, and we'll do the test. And it's like is that is that graduate level though? Not yet. I'm okay. still at. I'm a junior in undergrad. Gotcha. That is surprising. Then that's yeah. what I'm saying. I, I'm yeah. kind of uh, a little peeved about it because yeah. it's just like, well, then why, whatever. But I'm assuming you know, post grad will be yeah. where it's it's actual like, okay, we're gonna teach you shit. Yeah. Man, God would have to strike me blind and talk to me like he did to Paul for me to go back to school. Like I hear people, including Priscilla, like, oh, I just want to be a learner. It's just so one. I'm like, I don't want to touch it. Like I'm 45 years old. I'm done with classes. I don't want any of it. Well, now, there... now, now I love learning, but I can do that with my own books on my own time. And I don't need any degree. I mean, I, I have a master's in divinity, but to be quite honest with you, it's not accredited in America because I got it uh, remotely from a really cool seminary that I disagreed with most of their stuff now in India. Well, I don't, I don't, I did it for the learning. You know, I didn't, I don't care oh. about you know whether or not I had the degree because I didn't, you know, I didn't need it at Seacoast, but yeah, I just, I do not want to do that. So there is, there is a cool, like I do get the, oh, I feel like a cool youth walking around campus and like, you know, cause I, I also never really got to have the like major state school college experience. Yeah. Uh, like I did, like when I started, like when I was college age, I went to just like some community colleges here or there. So I never really got, so that part of it's kind of cool. Um, I think that's kind of already worn off though. And I'm just like, yeah. all right, just give me the freaking degree already. Like here's yeah. the money. Give me the paper so I can, because <laughs> also it's like, you know, I, I've already done the professional work life part. So it's like, I'm not, you know, every, everyone in college is, is like, oh, I can't wait to get out and start my career. And I'm like, eh, it's not all it's cracked up to yep. me, but just yep. uh, hang out here for a little while. Yeah. And I'm a firm believer that my kid's generation as as my generation of parents see our kids graduating from high school, it should not be like college is the next step. Like that's how it was. If you're going to do anything with your life, then people go to college. And that's just like, it hasn't been the case for everybody for a very, very long time. But now I would say it's just as normal to be super successful outside of college. And so unless my kid, like my son, he wants to be an engineer. Okay. Let's go to college. Let's do this. Right. My, you know, some kids that are undecided, well, I'm like paying, I'm not doing it. I, I actually, we've already decided we can't pay for college. We have four kids. We're not doctors. We just can't do it. <laughs> so you're just like, figure it out, son, daughters. Well, Priscilla had to, there's tons of people that have to yeah. take out loans, you know? I yeah. Mean, you know, I did YOLO, yeah. whatever. I had a, it's funny too. <laughs> and this is like the quote I'm going to live by, but I had this lawyer guy on the show, my buddy, John, um, 
a couple episodes back and he was talking about his student loans and he was like the money the the debt dies with you fuck them <laughs> i was like okay <laughs> he's like well i mean and and it's looking like i don't know the latest but it looks like a lot of people i, scholar, I mean their yeah their debt is going to get forgiven so. i want i hope that goes through so badly yeah which um, I, I i here here's the thing i would be very happy for my friend jed but I'm also very much so with people who's like, I didn't go to college because I didn't want to accrue the debt. I made life decisions based on money and what I can do outside of college. And then there's people that are, you know, like I, I worked my ass off for five years, three different jobs to pay my debt off. You know what I'm saying? Like those people yeah. who now get to see everybody kind of, Hey, I want to go to college and I don't have to pay. Like, again, I would be happy for you, but I, I also would understand the sentiments of somebody being, that's just, that's trash, you know? Sure. But uh, yeah, I, I try to put myself in a different, sh- well, I mean, it's like, like, like the workers you know, well, and the, well, it's the parable, check, the workers like, in the fields. <laughs> like, I, well, yeah, but it's like, I've been uh, arrested for weed. Am I now pissed off that people in California got let out of jail now that weed is legal? No. Good for them. You know, people have paid some penalties and people won't pay it in the future. I think that's yeah, kind of similar. It's a, I, I can see the connection, but we're still talking tons and tons of money. Like, yeah, it's it's kind of, it's that. But but so that whole argument is just like, I didn't get to. So you shouldn't either. Isn't it? I mean, I, I wouldn't like and honestly, we actually went through a season where we were pretty aggressive with paying off Priscilla's scholarship. I'm not upset. Uh, with with guys like you if it gets forgiven but i i just i guess i i understand the sentiments yeah i get it Listen, but just, i wouldn't be that way i mean that that does seem kind of uh kind of whiny maybe <laughs> it does it does well that that's the well and it's it, like so it's I, like I'm you're more... eating ice cream and it drops on the ground and you just have to knock the other person's on the ground yes. just because it's well and it's, it's i love it it's like they looked up you know the person you know, of course, it's just the one person that got their lawsuit that started this whole thing. Like they had a hundred and sixty-eight thousand dollar PPP loan that got forgiven. So it's like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> you, like we all like, what are you doing, bro? Right. Like this is all. Everybody right now is seriously boned. The economy is about to collapse. Like, just chill out, dude. Fuck. Yeah, for sure, man. Yep. Well, good talking to you. We solved that. Yeah, man. Awesome. <laughs> um, Joey Svensson, what's been up, bro? Man, what has been What do you up? do for a living now? Yeah. You're still honestly, a pastor? Honestly, it's changed a lot. So I I do I, here's what I tell people. The nature of being a pastor for 17 years Oof. in the same town with the same people, you know, people come and go, but still with Uh the same group of people, I'm never, for a lot of those people, I'm never not going to be the guy that they call when shit hits the fan. And I like that because I do have a pastor's heart. It's I've, I've kind of grown away from it strokes my ego, but it really is something like I, I do want to be there for people that I actually love. And, um, so, you know, I did some premarital counseling the other night, which is, which is funny. I started off by saying, Hey, just so you know, marriage is hard. My wife and I are in a really tough season of marriage. We've been married for 20 years. Like no way I'm going to counsel a couple. Like I'm this expert on marriage, knowing what, what I know. So doing a lot of pastoring, but the, the bulk of my job at Seacoast now is uh, producing their podcast. So dude, really, oh my gosh, dude, when, when, when I was with bad Christian, I didn't have the skills that I have now, as far as on the tech side of things and editing and all of that. But I also did not have the luxury of time to devote to something like this because bad Christian was extra, you know, Seacoast was prioritized because they were really paying most of the bills. But now like having, it's probably like 30 hours of my job, 30 hours to focus on a podcast. I mean, it's just like, I get to pull out all the bells and whistles, and yeah. musical interludes and, you know, yeah. really thinking through how to put this together. And, uh, so yeah, that's, that's kind of, kind of my thing. It is fun. And like, um, Kenan and Ben, the two of my 
uh, rotating co-host, they like got on me about like getting, cause I really, I have, you, you know, I had a seriously rough last two years. So, um, it, there was a, a decent stretch of months where I was just like, uh, record interview, put air, like just yeah. intro music air. And so this like starting back in January, I've gone back into actually like putting effort into producing it. And it is, there is something like super fun about, uh, yeah. It's yeah, it's like a unique creative. I guess it's just like you're making a um it's like you're making a radio play or like what just sounds cool and it is fun. I still have yeah. a lot I, I barely um I wouldn't even say I'm like good at like uh like the stuff that I figure out how to do, I feel like is pretty ramshackle. Like it's yeah. just like uh oh cool, that sounds neat. And I'm just doing things in these weird ass ways that probably yeah. aren't correct, but it's fun. Yeah. yeah. So you but but that is the big change. I mean, you you know this just given that we talk off air, but and and you help with hosting, but that is gonna change with Pastor with No Answers because what had happened was I took on my brother's, you know, Pastor With No Answers used to be super easy. I'd record the content, send it to my brother, and that's the end of it. I mean, my brother used to write the description for crying out loud. Uh, but then I learned how to edit, and so I just wanted full control. And it was cool because I I was I didn't know that I was training myself to prepare for a full-time job in this. But, um, you know, I got to a point where I was extremely meticulous with every single episode and I, I was going to release something every single week, rain or shine. <laughs> yeah. It just, it just got to me. Like I, I, I don't want to podcast that way anymore for fun. Like that was my hobby and it turned into like a draining thing. So I, I, do you, do you I think... quit, I quit altogether. I didn't think I was going to come back to it, but then I was like, no, I want to do it. I just don't want to do it the same way I was. Do you think that's like mental illness symptoms creeping into that? Like, is that some OCD type type thing you're talking about or like which part when, well, when you said like, like, were you unable? So I'll I'll attack this a few different ways. Um, The question I'm going to ask was, were you unable to release something that was not uh, meticulous and flawless? And, and so I will say that I was, in that thinking too, I mean, you know, you do a podcast for six years. Yeah. It's a long freaking time. And yeah, I was like, gotta have an episode every week. Gotta make sure it's perfect. This or that and the other. And then it, it got to a point where I was like, I, you know, my life is falling apart. So like, it is just, I completely let go of like making this thing, making me famous, whatever. Like it's just gonna either you're in or you're out. Here's what I got. Like, I'll tell y'all yeah. that I'm kind of fucked up right now. So I'm going to release whatever I can. It would yeah. be every two weeks. It would be every three weeks. I'd start releasing old episodes just cause like I couldn't man. Like I'm, this right. isn't like, I'm not getting paid for this. So like finally letting, being able to let go of that, this thing has to be this perfectly polished produced thing was extraordinarily freeing. Yeah. I, I still think it is like, I don't, I cannot predict a future in which I don't do this. That's right. a kind of a scary thing. Cause I don't know what my life it's been, it's such a part of my life now, which is really yeah. weird. Uh, yeah. It's almost like a, a superstitious tick or like, what, what would happen if I just stopped doing this? Right. I just don't. So, so, so to answer your question, I am a pretty consistent person. I've got decent follow through. So what had happened was I, I'm a slow mover when it comes to transitions. And so I had worked pastor with no answers into a product that I allowed to be the standard. So it would be like if uh, ESPN decided, Hey, we're, we're going to go like unplugged and stop all the lights and all let's, let's just be rough and rugged. Well, if they did that overnight, people would be like, what? And no, it doesn't have anything to do with the other people. It would be a really hard adjustment to go from one thing to the other. Well, I just, I wasn't even allowing myself to think about that because it's just like, no, I'm going to maintain what I've been doing. Um, but then once I was able to stop and I felt like really had margin of time, that's when I realized, no, this, this will be fun. And, you know, back in the old school days, like clicking record on a tape player and me and my friends used to just record stuff talking yeah yeah <laughs> we were doing and, make-believe and it, stuff but <laughs> it dude i found an old 
Power Rangers rap that I made <laughs> like back before I could pronounce my R's and stuff. It yeah. is uh, adorably cringy. Uh, <laughs> but it does. I mean, you said it doesn't have to do with people. It does have to do with the people. It's not like we can't think about that. That's impossible. You know what I'm saying? Like there is the consideration of the people that are going to be listening because it's it's like, you know, I well, I guess I'll just speak for me. It's like you I don't want to there. It, I have built up over six years a certain like uh i guess like a promise of delivery of something of like content or something and it's like i don't yeah. want to let people down or i don't want to um don't want to like put out something that mischaracterizes me because i guess it, it's more a reflection of me or something i don't know well, I, I think that's kind of a, a different thing altogether but i guess I guess that is something that I just personally had to transition out of. Mm. So I do feel like one thing that people like, I would imagine, is just the things that I talk about and how I talk about them. And so I, if, if, if the expectation is for 75% of my listeners that, Hey, not only are we going to get an interesting conversation, but it's going to sound good and it's going to be a nice, smooth listen. Then they're not my listeners anymore. And that's not in a mean spirited uh, way. It just means I'm not creating yeah, that yeah. kind of content that they wanted. And I just, I can't do it any other way. Uh, and it's just a lot more fun, but, but would I do that if I really thought it was like this huge risk? I I, I mean, hopefully I would have the, the balls to do that, but I, Wait, that's you can't say that really anymore, right? Like the balls. Think, of course you can. Well, you're talking just, about basketballs and footballs. What, well, what's, what the, are, what's the what are you what's, talking about? What's the woman equivalent? Do they say you I, don't I have, have the, the I don't have the ovaries to? Yeah, do I don't. Like that. I don't. I don't have the vulva. I don't have the vulva for it. <laughs> the ovaries would work. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Got to. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. And then, so that's what's. It was, I guess it was also funny that like when you were describing what you were shifting the show to in my head, I was like, yeah, that is exactly what I had to do. And I guess now I'm kind of I'm definitely not going back to like trying to make it the most polished produced thing in the world, but I'm yeah. definitely like actually um, putting more whatever into yeah. it a little, little bit more because it's, yeah, it's, it is, it it's, I mean, I enjoy it. I like the conversations I have and I get to like, there's a few people that it's like, I only get to have these cool, deep conversations on this format. Right. Um, right. Like Dan, yeah. Dan Coke is one of those. Um, So getting to that, what you what do you what do you believe these days? I have I have a couple um so I I did a a interesting it just kind of came out. I was running a group for some teenagers um yesterday and the topic just came out as basically like god and like what do you believe? And um one of them in there was a a pastor's kid of um like uh like your standard southern church or whatever and and the things that that he was saying were just so like in my mind like oh that's just raw like none of this i don't believe any of this anymore of things about like i mean the words were said like i mean jesus wants you to have like a wealthy and prosperous life and i'm just yeah. like what says yeah. who bro yeah. um and then hearing just I, I always I'm really interested these days in like taking surveys of current teenagers. And because I, you know, every older person feels like the teenage generation currently is out of their minds. But I really feel like this is a lost. Do group. they come into your van and take the survey? No, <laughs> only if they, it depends if they want candy or not. <laughs> do you have some kittens to show them? <laughs> hey, hey, little boy, I got this puppy. Um, Man, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of nihilism and a lot of things I hear are like, I, you know, instead of wanting to live forever, I just want to go to sleep. Like, I'm just over all this. Like, I just want everything to be over and, um, just confusion about like a, there's a lot of blending of like the new age spiritualism with like just 
random Christianese maybe they picked up from their uncle and stuff about like this one kid said this this is literally what he told me he goes man my uncle told me that your zodiac sign whatever your zodiac sign is when you go to hell there's a special cell for each zodiac sign and (laughs) each zodiac sign has a specific punishment and i was like that's the wildest thing i've ever heard in my life i want to believe that he kind of talked that way too he did it it was pretty (laughs) verbatim dude like it was this i was not being that facetious and he's like so 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 as a leo man like i'm fucked yo like i'm gonna be i'm gonna be in this leo cell for eternity and i was like that's all right um (laughs) but yeah where where are you at these days with with belief and yeah i mean i guess i'll just shoot for the moon the 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 biggest possible thing that you could shift your belief in and that would be the afterlife and i i mean i'll just throw a few things out there and let you take it wherever you want i think it's i think god looks down at all of us and he just thinks it's so cute that in our lifetime we can get smart enough to be responsible for making the best decision that will either cost us uh, eternity or gain it. Like, it's just like, they really think that they can like that. They, the, the ones that think they're saved, that like they figured something out. And uh, I, I just, and then the second thing is actually doing the, the, the work and the reading and the studying. If somebody and and it's it's crazy, Jed. I had to start uh, accepting myself. Like <laughs> I would be very apologetic. I'd call myself a heretic, like on a, a podcast. Podcast, but it's like now that I've really looked closely, please don't tell me that I'm a heretic or that I'm just doing whatever I want to do with the Bible, unless you've read any literature whatsoever on what being a universalist is, because I do believe that Jesus is the central figure in the universe. And I believe that essentially when it says that in Adam, we all died in Christ, we will all be made alive. I believe that that means every single human being. And when you then take a close look at how so much of our theology on hell was we we acquired it by Jesus's very metaphorical talks. I mean, he talked mostly in parables. It, it's 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 mind-boggling. I think that we'll get to a place as the church, let's say fifty years from now, where we will see hell as like, man, that's crazy that that used to be the majority of uh, Christians' beliefs. I think so. Do you uh do you happen to follow uh Christianity Today on Facebook like where they'll mm-hmm. post so they um they posted an article uh and the tagline was why I'm not I think it was like why I'm not a universalist and like why you shouldn't be either or something yeah. something to that effect and I was like okay I'll bite and this author's uh whole argument was how universalism does away with justice and that that was kind of his linchpin that's speaking broadly but but basically saying like so where is the justice uh divine or otherwise it's like if if people can't hope for earthly justice then everyone is at least hoping that evil will be dealt with in the hereafter and with this universalist view this lovey-dovey view then there is no such thing as that and so any affront on earth is not even handled in the hereafter and i was like okay like i kind of i kind of get that but i but i guess what i was leaving out was like well but you don't what if there is a period of painful reconcile like a uh, redemption in the, in the hereafter where you know like that like people being ultimately saved to me does not mean that they will get to skip judgment or but, but i i think the thing that i totally disagree with is how universalism 
is supposed to do away with justice. So you would say, most Christians would say justice was served in the cross. So if I receive that, then I don't, you know, I was a mass murderer. I caused so much pain to people. But as Christians, we all believe the gospel. If that person accepts, then justice has been served in Jesus. All I'm saying Mm -hmm. is that justice has been served by Jesus for everyone, whether we like it or not, whether we know it or not. And like, we have this fixation on retributive justice. And I think that God works in redeeming justice, but you, you you have to, if you, in my opinion, if you approach the Bible, like as an inerrantist and you take everything in the old Testament verbatim and you don't consider the culture and how they could have perceived God, then uh, there's not really a way to arrive here. But I think when I was there and where most of my Christian brothers and sisters are, it is a very maddening paradox when you think of two simple things. One, Jesus said, please forgive them because they know not what they're doing. Well, I would assume that if Jesus said that, then that's his sentiments now. And that would be, Lord, I want you to forgive them because they don't know. So that's like a reason. Please forgive them because they don't know. Well, none of us really know. You know, none of us are are seeking after God, like Paul says in Romans 2 or whatever. But then the the last one is, you want us to love our enemies, but you mm-hmm. mean to tell me that someone is your enemy if they have never heard, because if you're not with me, you're against me, you know, good system systematic theology. So you mean to tell me somebody who's never heard, that's, that's your enemy, and I'm supposed to love mine, but you're going to separate yourself from them forever and ever it just it just starts not adding up oh there's such a there's such a disconnect between jesus and the all the violence in the old testament where i don't i'm starting to question that stuff yeah no that's a fantastic point and so i i could uh, I could get all on board with universalism. The the only things that give me pause, and and maybe you have some insight on this, is like, what do you? So what what is he warning about? Like, what are the depart from me? I never knew you. Um, what is the get behind me? What is the like better to lose a body part than? what is it then your, your entire body be burned or whatever yeah to to be thrown to gehenna which was an actual yeah. place where they could they could point well that that's the thing is we know that uh, i mean there's so many ways of looking at this but we know that when uh, there there's so many things that are said about god that we know it like a, a, a you know god's wrath is seen as actual fire so what if god's wrath was actually a redeeming force it says something i think in first john but i'm probably wrong where when someone passes through the fire all of their works are destroyed that person themselves will receive salvation but as if escaping through fire and so i'm reading this book called raising hell is by sharon putt i forgot what her new name is but she just gave a beautiful depiction i'll just use hitler she didn't use hitler sure but but imagine hitler standing before the lord basically fuck you i'm not uh, like you're not going to tell me what to do i i'm the master of my own fate and god's wrath and his fire just overwhelms hitler and then all of a sudden hitler realizes holy shit this is love and so then all of a sudden he just starts to r- deeply feel not only the pain that he caused people and he just breaks down sobbing. He feels the pain of the mothers who saw their kids thrown into fires. He saw the pain uh, and felt the pain. Like imagine him like just all of that stuff and coming to a- an awakening to the point where that person is, is I would imagine will break down, recognize that love is a more powerful force and also accepting man, me of all people should have been destroyed by this fire. And yet I'm feeling drawn. And so 
Mm. You could, you could, and, and I probably shouldn't have used Hitler because it's such a, the um, Holocaust is, is such a, a massive deal, but you could make a case for, well, he didn't get off completely free. He actually felt your pain. He, he knew, you know, what your pain felt like, but th- like eternal, I was just reading in this book where eternal, the, the word that we use that means like forever and ever and ever usually meant back then like a, a period of time. So that's one thing, a eternal yeah. damnation, a period of time. Uh, when you think of hell and heaven as an actual state of mind and, you know, Jesus says the the kingdom has come. Well, I believe that means we can either weep and gnash our teeth here on this earth, trying to figure out hope, recognizing there is none and all is lost and either God exists or we might as well just be nihilist or kill ourselves, uh, or God actually, uh, God actually exists. I mean, it's kind of, uh, kind of lost my train of thought there. <laughs> no, 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 no. All that, all that's, all that's good stuff. Yeah. Like, man. Yeah. And it's, I can tell the, 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 the turning points of, like faith and belief are always like painful and confusing. And I'm kind of at that place where I I guess the most recent thing is that I just have not been able to go back to my church. Like I've been watching uh, Greg Boyd at Woodland Hills. Like that's kind of what I do on Sundays because it's just like, I'll try to go back to my church. Um. And it's, you know, it's just the four steps to being a better person, self-help type of sermons and and just like kind of cherry picking scripture. And I'm just like, I can't, I can't like do, I cannot turn off that part of me that is just critiquing it or just saying like, what is like, what is this man? Like, is this really what this, is this what we're supposed to be doing? Right. So and then I have that other part of me that you that you know very well, the religious scrupulosity part that is like telling me that like, well, you're kind of going down a dark road here. Then it's like you don't have now you don't have your community or you're not um, serving God in the right way or your relationship with God isn't the best. And I'm not yeah. I'm not praying enough. I don't because it. I like I guess if I had to describe my relationship with God today it is faithful confusing distant and like like a like a a weird kind of trust that I'll just never shake it's just like almost like a like okay you know like yeah. I, you know, I don't even know anymore, but I, but I know you and I'm just going to do that because right. like, cause, and and I kinda, and, yeah, and yeah, I kind of see ahead. those sentiments as like, there, there is a, there's a certain realm of the kingdom that Jesus has brought that you may not even fully understand it, but you're holding on to it. And there is actual power in that. Cause you actually said it, it's a, uh, it's a bizarre thing that kind of gives you peace. And, and that's, that's what I, I feel like God's kingdom is available for all right now, but it doesn't mean that when your when your physical body, I mean, that's so weird, your physical body dies. And then God's like, time's up. Sorry. You're, you're now a carcass and I can't do anything about it now. That's just so freaking weird. Like what, yeah. what is that? Um, Yeah. I've also, man, have you ever, have you ever looked into the, to the Quran, like full disclosure also, I'm not about to convert to Islam, but have you ever just like, just like Googled searched anything? I mean, I'm sure I have, but I I just, in a studying way, I had no idea how incredibly close to the Bible it is. I was in my mind, I guess, just in my Western American post 9-11 mind, you know, the Quran just said just outlandish, crazy ass things. But 
I was like, oh, like the first thing I just searched, I was like, what is the, um, because maybe it was a TikTok or something. I was like, what does the Quran say about Jesus? And I was like, oh, most of the same things, except for it's like they don't believe it was actually Jesus that uh, was crucified. I can't remember who, who they think it is. But as far as like, um, you know, and of course, they don't claim uh, the one uh, unforgivable sin is blaspheming which is claiming to be god so like you can't do that in sharia law um but man they also go into like so this was an interesting thing where i was trying to look up um okay where did where did we get this this narrative that the devil was an the angel in the choir that fell to earth and blah 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 okay not really in our bible yeah i mean it's certainly not as clear as we were told no uh that story is in the quran though oh yeah yeah and i was like what so yeah in in the quran um this angel uh god made the angels to lay prostrate in front of adam and um uh azazel i think was his name um which is very close to azazel said no i'm not i'm not going to and yeah. so god cast him out onto the earth and he made him a a jinn if you've ever heard that like d j i n n like a, mm. a genie if you never heard oh, that gotcha. mythology yeah. yeah um so yeah i was like okay so that story was actually from the quran like <laughs> so but but to me it's just like okay so so this is probably this is probably the truth. And I believe that um you know that obviously since I'm a Christian, I believe that like Jesus was the the actual revelation of, of who God is and all that. And it, it just kind of reinforced that, like, oh, okay, so like this is like everyone is kind of believing the same story and like the or at least of the big three, you know, yeah, um Judaism, Islam, and um I guess that's why they're the Abrahamic yeah. religions or whatever. Yeah. But I, I I just, it was fascinating to me. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting as you were saying that you, you're a believer, that's this, you believe this about Jesus. I don't think that there's anything that would get me to stop that belief, even if it was just a centering. Like I actually do believe it. I would say it is a very childlike faith, but it's a childlike faith that I, find very much so rooted in what I believe to be true. But even when I start to kind of stray in my thoughts and maybe doubt a little bit, it's like, I don't have any plans of, I'm going to really get to the bottom of this and see if it's true. I do believe that it is. And if I start doubting, this is just my thing. This, this is, mm-hmm. this is how I it's rotate you. around the sun. Okay. You, you don't believe in a God. You believe in, uh, Muhammad and, um, what, uh, Allah. Yeah. Yeah. You believe. And, and this, this is how I revolve around the sun, you know, I, yeah. I, you know, and that, so, and, and that, you know, and I, I, I guess too, it's because, um, the, the talk that really, f- just boiled my damn noodle was with Josh Patterson and Dan Coke and the and the just the the subject was what do I lose if other religions are valid and it I was like uh and it, it just like so it kind of sent me down this road of like well yeah like how could you know it, it brought me back to childhood when I had a best friend who was a Jehovah's Witness in fifth grade and crying over the fact that he was going to go to hell right you know and it's like well why so what is that right you know and what you know so the even the people that are like uh like following the the like what does it matter to me if there is you know people right now having a Quran Bible study uh, or, or a Quran study, and they're yeah. they're they're actively trying to have a relationship with Allah, and they're is that any you know? And who uh, I don't know, yeah. man. It's like, does yeah. it do they? Because in my mind, I guess I say it's it's like well, I, I guess where I think it's like I don't want to say dangerous, but it, it's it's like 
maybe it's it's because I still have the spiritual warfare worldview and perhaps like there are people like being misled by spirits that they shouldn't be misled by which will kind of lead them into some kind of trouble or whatever but then i guess by 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 your worldview of like universalism it's like there is there cannot be anything that will usurp god in the end right well and and think think about it this way who who do you think should be considered way more heaven material someone who their whole life they seek to put others first and to love from the bottom of their heart and they serve their fellow men don't give a shit what they believe they just don't they did just isn't something they mess with hey i that's stuff i have no idea compare that person to the person all he wanted to all he or she wanted to do was accrue wealth but he had he had his beliefs down pat you know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, so I, I I believe that there could be something to God being love. I, I believe there's a personal being and, and maybe it's just seen through Jesus, but like having a, uh, oh shoot, lost my train of thought. Oh, what was I well, just saying? Why did I get distracted? Uh, shoot. I did too. Cause it's, this is firing up my imagination. Yeah. Um, God is love. Yeah, yeah. What what if there was something to when someone is really trying to uh, evolve into more of a loving person that is essentially drawing closer to the the one true God and and what if the Holy Spirit could be a part of that? Like what if Jesus really is the one true representation of God but the Holy Spirit's like yeah, but I'm going to work through these loving Muslims. I'm going to work through these loving Hindus. Like I'm, I'm still at work and, and it, it computes when you start to really think if God saves everybody in the end, then why can't God just, you know, work through tons of people as well. But I, I have no idea how it works. I'm just, no, more of more course. Convinced. I'm more and more convinced that, the God that sends most people away forever. It it's very unlikely. <laughs> what what do you I think? Know a lot of listeners would be like, what? What I do you think? Very uh, yeah, I do too. What, what do you think? I Well, but I'm also, uh, annihilation is the one thing that I could see if there is yeah. some sort of, um, so, but what do you think we, what, what, what do you, where do you put things like Satanism and witchcraft? Like, this is what I wish I would have said in that conversation. And I might do with it with a part two. It's like, so what's going on there? Is that okay then? Because mean, is that okay? I, I guess if, if we're talking about, um, loving like god and the holy spirit working through uh differing religions what about things like satanism and witchcraft well i don't if it's if it's uh without any sort of love i don't think god is gonna have something to do with the opposite of love do you think that is so i guess with universalism so this this would be a question and and i is there any and i would say god probably looks at people who actually worship satan with maybe the most compassion, like, Oh my gosh, they're so far removed that they think evil is the right way. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cause what I was going to say was, is there any, is there any danger then in anything in this life? Yes. Just not, 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 not eternally, not with eternal consequences. I don't think so, but yeah, you could live your whole life with zero hope you can make you know we are we're all making messes out of our lives sometimes but i mean i think we could probably recall a family member or a friend who literally made a mess out of their lives never found contentment in anything and uh so yeah i think that i think there is you know i've heard people say well what's the point of witnessing or telling people spreading the gospel it's like what like you you don't find i know your life isn't perfect now that you believe in god but you haven't found any hope in the thought of an all-loving god like that hasn't brought you any sort of peace in this life well that's kind of what i want other people to be able to digest yeah and that always brings this up too and 
I know this is impossible to answer truthfully because we can't conceptualize it, but like, would you worship God if this is it? If this is it? If this is it. If if, um, if you if you just get your life and that's it. Well, what do you mean by worship God? I mean, would you? Because I've been thinking about this whole thing as far as would I live my life differently? And I feel that I am uh, for for one time in my life, I really do feel pretty much so disconnected from legalism and the the do's and don'ts and all of that. So I actually think that I'm living my life how I would live it, give or take some probably big things, but I think I'm living my life how I would normally live. And I'll, I'll give you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some people roll their eyes to this example, but um, it, it is just a fact that sometimes I will see other women that I would love to have sex with. So, you know, the, the thought goes towards, well, if there's no God, why don't you just do that? Cause I don't want to ruin Priscilla's life. Cause I actually care about Priscilla. So even though it would be fun to just be like an animal and go have sex with as many women as I want, if I have to decide what I think is best for the people around me and ultimately myself, then I'm going to choose to just stick it out with Priscilla. No pun intended. <laughs> I wonder if we would even have, yeah, that's why it's kind of impossible to answer. Cause it's like, I wonder like whew, a, a world absent God where, I mean, we had this conversation with, with Oxley where it's like, okay, so then we're just into some sort of weird objective morality clause. Yeah. And it's, I, I can, I, you know, I, I understand. I mean, it's one of those things I can philosophically argue it all day. I understand it doesn't live right because but but we see people doing it all the time. We see the trillionaire oil magnates in Saudi Arabia. We see, you know, Jeff Bezos. We see these people that it's like they they are getting theirs. They are. And my uncle uh, always had, you know, he believed that or believes currently, I guess, Chip, you can let me know if this is still the case or if I'm misquoting, but when God says um, that like they have their reward, that the people that make themselves, because you can with enough money, you can make yourself a God on earth in, in our current time. Like yeah. we're probably close to, I mean, we, we you can extend your life. We're probably getting close to some wild things as far as like the flesh is concerned. So if you have enough money, you can make yourself a God on this earth. And so he believes that those people that they are making their heaven on earth and that's all they'll get. And that's kind of um, not a gift, but it's like an allowance of God saying like, okay, like this, that's what you want. That's what you get. But when it's over, it's over. Yeah. And so I, I so I, I guess, you know, that kind of, I am certain one thing I'm as certain as I can be is that in the light of eternity, every single thing that we have gone through in this life is going to seem like jack shit, like just nothing like right. it, that because that's the only way these days I can reconcile intense suffering is that in the light of eternity, even the most horrific suffering imaginable has to seem like nothing it's just like why what was i so concerned about so i have to look at because uh what i was going to say was like that doesn't seem fair that people get to have this so you get to have heaven on earth and then heaven in heaven like you son of a bitch like you got the lucky you got the luck of the draw it doesn't seem fair but i guess in the light of eternity i mean none of it's gonna right i mean yeah yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's that's a way I can reconcile it. Yeah, but that that didn't do the trick for me when in the back part of my mind I'm thinking but most people don't even get there. Dude, when my my get, get where? They don't even get to heaven. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah oh, I think yeah. I think eternity makes every like Preston Sprinkle said this and I really like that he said he's he um I love last Preston. time last time I checked he's not a universalist but he said if universalism is true then everything makes sense like everything is like and uh and and what he means by that as far as trying to 
you know, decipher, okay, what's angry God, what's violent God, what's uh, loving God, like, why is this, why is that, why, you know, why do people get a free choice, why does evil exist, why, 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 oh, in the long run, he fixes everything, and nobody goes through any pain or suffering, so that may be his words, and I I, I actually should be very careful, I think he said it fixes everything, and I agree with that. That gave me and, chills a little yeah, bit and, because, and it, dude, should we not expect? And I don't mean this as an obligatory way, but should we not expect anything less from a loving father who sees us as children to fix it all? Holy like, why, shit. why, why wouldn't a loving God just step in and saying, "I am fixing this," and I'm even fixing it to you folks that are never going to to seek me? Because then you have to start getting into the character of God. What? high school selfish brat says i'm going to fix everything but you jokers better figure it out and and then i will fix stuff well you know what the single mother who's trying to beat her addiction to heroin and go back to school and make a life for her kids she doesn't have time to seek theology right now she doesn't have time to figure that out now if you want to give her a road on the damascus uh you know experience then by all means but she didn't really have that you know now that's not to minimize when people are driven to their knees and they cry out to god and it's a beautiful moment but it's just like man we have boxed god in to like i'll say this Jed, and I really do mean it, the God that I believed in for the vast majority of my life, and this is to no offense for anybody that believes differently, I respect people that even believe in eternal conscious torment, I do. I think the God that I believed in is a monster, is an absolute monster, and and has done a very piss poor job with the universe. If, If you mean to tell me that you put all this stuff together and sent a rescue plan, but then we still have to figure things out and and make this unbelievable decision, then you didn't do a good job because you you actually even say that you want everybody to be saved and you have all the power to do it. And then we just dance around saying, yeah, but he's, you know, he's, he's going to, uh, he's not going to mess with free will and all that stuff. Well, he's not messing with free will. People are, are able to choose evil right now but can there please God be a place to where we're just so consumed by love? It fixes everything and nobody even chooses evil because it's just not even in our ability to do so. So I just believed in a God that figured shit out and were rescued and it doesn't matter what you think. There will be a day where there'll be a big smile on your face, tears in your eyes, and you'll be happy that you were wrong your whole life. I needed, I needed to hear that like i got chills and there was like a little teary like seriously it was like it was like okay like it's good news like that's it it is that's what i'm saying it it was like and and this yeah and and jed i'm sorry i keep talking but here's what i want here's what i want your listeners to pick up on that or or to at least explore the the if you want to treat the bible the same way you've been treating it the evidence is there Now, I'm not saying that it's evidence that usurps what you believe. I'm saying the same amount of evidence that you're pointing to saying this means that God destroys, you know, his enemies once and for all or or tortures them together. There's just as much saying that he saves everyone. I believe actually those are the most clear passages where it's like, whoa, can't really think about that any other way. Right, right. Well, and. I, I know we're getting short on time too, but this is, um, so what then do you think that this life is about then? Is it, is it like preparing us for the hereafter? Is it like, does God just enjoy watching us stumble around and figure this out and, and do loving acts? Like, does he just enjoy, you know, instead of scrapping the whole design, he's like, well, no, let's, let's see like that, you know, this, this dude is choosing to love this person that hates him. You know, that's amazing. Like I get pleasure. Is that what this is? Like, I mean, I, I obviously, I mean, thoughts, obviously nobody knows. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but I do think always having as a reference point, what a lifetime of outside of and and 
Holy Spirit, I'm not blaspheming you, but sometimes we don't feel you. So out, you know, is, is there really a time when, um, gosh, where was I going with that? Um, not blaspheming Holy Spirit, a lifetime of, um holy spirit come into this man let him remember i know you were grooving too bro you were about to spit the fire i know it uh i was asking what is this life about um loving each other yeah 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 yeah. hold on hold on what life is about um it'll come it'll come Dude, I hate that. this this is the only part of getting old that i don't like is, oh no is is the mind just goes blank and i see it happen to my peers also so i don't feel alone but I you see know it all the time it's like oh wait do you play uh, video games uh just with my sons i play you're uh, supposed to like as you get old that's what i keep telling my mom like that like uh video games i mean because it's just an elaborate form of puzzles but like that is a great way to stave off like cognitive decline yeah Yeah. i'm just setting myself up so that when i'm old i can be like i'm staving off my cognitive (laughs) decline leave me alone (laughs) um but yeah no i mean that was a good talk That, that i i needed to hear that and uh yeah i guess i just gotta keep You know, I I don't know why I get, well, I guess I do know why, because I'm obsessed with meaning and I hate doing things that I don't feel like have meaning. And I'm trying to figure out what the fuck am I supposed to do with this life? And am I doing the right thing? And I want to please God more than anything. I do. Like a son wants to please his father. Like that is a deep need in me. And so it's like, I want answers for these things and I don't want to have the wrong answer because if I have the wrong answer, then that means there could be some displeasure, but, yeah. but you are right where it seems overwhelmingly like chill out. I love you. Go love other people. Right. I see that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think that our, if, if we are, you know, if we think of heaven, if if our if our reference point is love and and God is love, I just I just don't know a a better universal way for everyone to to follow. Because even within Christianity, I mean, our our beliefs are so freaking different. Uh, I know where I was headed, but I don't know exactly what the Holy Spirit part had. But to as far as what all of this is about, I do agree that it's a very short existence and you could even say, you know, meaningless. But I think that having this experience of it now, I remember with, with the Holy Spirit, I mean, having this experience being separated from God and what I was going to say is I know the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, but sometimes we don't feel the Holy Spirit. So bottom line, there is a separation. We're not in complete God's presence because we still, you know, he hasn't burned off all of our sin for it. For example, if, if we have a reference point as we will of a place where we weren't fully redeemed and evil did exist, I mean, I think that that will be a way more enriching experience in the eternity to see what we were rescued from and what we don't have to deal with anymore. So I think this is this is oh. very, very, very helpful. Uh, and, and thank God it's so short, but it feels super long. And so I think it's going to be impactful, like, I, because, yeah, it, you know, because it, it was hard. It was very painful. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, that's good. I think we can uh, we can call it with that. Sweet. Plug up. Well, yeah. Plug your the new version of the show. Oh. All right. Pastor with no answers. You know it. Listen to it. Send me an email. Church and other drugs at uh, gmail.com, patreon.com slash church and other drugs, and storefrontier.com slash church and other drugs.